This is episode 23 of the Faith Over Breakfast podcast. With Michael Aaron Jordan episode. And Andy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want to say, Sean, heads up, man. This is a podcast where you get in it and uh, be Couple nice times. to me next time I see you. Yeah, or um, else it's going to happen again. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Well, but, we uh, we do- dove into a few topics, some we may revisit. Yes, um, like Sean. Like Sean. Yeah, we might have a whole podcast about him. Um, yeah, if you if you uh, hang in there down the way, we get into uh, I mean, we get into doubt. Christmas. Christmas. Um, Beautiful stuff about your dad. Yeah, and about some people in your church. Yeah. And, Chris- and Christmas time Christmas. with them, and we we uh, yeah, it gets. There's some there's some heartfelt stuff in yeah, here. Yeah, it gets gets serious. It does. It does. I if you if you want to know the hearts of your pastors, this yeah. is a podcast to listen to because you hear it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, we and to... also how much we like or dislike burgers. Yeah, I was gonna say we owe a big shout out to EXO Coffee because we talk about burgers uh, more than more than them. And so EXO, uh, you're great. Thank you. We love your loft. We love your space. We love your food. We love your coffee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So enjoy the podcast. Yeah, enjoy it. Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. Uh, my name's Andy Littleton, here with my buddy Eric. Eric, how's it going this morning? I'm feeling okay. We're yeah. in Exo Coffee, drinking coffee. Yeah, I'm drinking a, drinking a Cortado, had my sandwich. You're okay. not eating. You ate three hours ago. I ate with Russ. Oh. Yeah. Had nice. a bagel. Yeah. A little cream cheese. A little cream cheese. Brugers. Yeah, yeah Brugers. That's where yeah. I live. Eric is a Brugers regular. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if only they would uh, come on as a sponsor for Faith Over Breakfast. Not, I mean, that would be a conflict of interest with EXO. We really like EXO. We do like EXO, but... But Eric you, supports Brugers in such a I do a support. Way. Since, gosh, for 20 years I've been eating there. Yeah, are you yeah. a member of the Bottomless Mug Club? I am a member of the Bottomless Mug Club. I have a serious question about the Bottomless Mug Club. Go this for it. This came up the other day. Do you have to use the mug? No, you get a card. A card. So you could get a cup of whatever, like iced coffee? Iced coffee. Oh. You can get a, and, and you can get a soda. You can get tea. Get coffee. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty sweet deal because Brugger's is all over the place. Yeah. So as a pastor, I can just say, hey, let's meet. And they say, where? Well, I just think of whatever Brugger's is close to them. And then yeah. I say, let's meet there. And it's free. And you get free coffee. Yeah. They don't. No, they don't. <laughs> but they can if they meet with me in the month of December. Oh, because you can I'll, get for a I buy the, co- the card early. Oh. And so then I have two cards, and they'll give me two free wow. drinks. Wow. Now, what? here's a question. Does, do you buy the card? Does the church? The buy church it? buys the, the card. The church buys the card. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. This yes. is a big part of your ministry. It's a big this, part of my ministry. Is this coffee. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like $189. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... But when you work that out, I've seen, because I go to a Brugger's on Fridays, Fridays. when I'm, I'm out near my daughter's school and I don't feel like driving an hour and a half round trip to come back home. Um, when I'm, yeah, when I'm out there, there's all the, I mean, there's a Brugger's and I mean, unless I want to go sit at some like, 
I don't know, Pizza Hut. Yeah. I've seen Brugger's is closer to coffee shop. That's what I do. But so I've seen all their breakdowns of like how much money you save if yeah. you do the bottomless mug club. But I don't know. I'm there uh, once a week. You're once a week, so that's four times a month. Yeah, I wonder what that. I think it was like two fifty for a cup of coffee in there. Yeah, I and I don't so. like their coffee. No, it's not good. <laughs> so I'm glad that none of them listened to this show. Right. Yeah. Now, their iced coffee is much better. Yeah. They double brew it. It sits in the refrigerator for a while, so it gets a little bit of flavor. It's strong. It's so strong that I had to stop drinking it. Really? Yeah. I think it was probably at least forty percent of my problem. Wow. Wow. You were just like buzzing pretty hard. I think it was on my stomach. It was just it's oh, so harsh on oh, my stomach. I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've been drinking those iced coffees for three years straight wow. every day. So I've been training them at the Brugger's I go to. I want, because I get a mocha there. Okay. And then they usually serve it to you in this ginormous cup that anywhere else would be like an extra large. If you were to come here to Exa, they would be like, Sorry, we don't have that size. Well, that's right. their small. <laughs> that's their small mocha. Okay. And so I, I was just like, look, that you're so, serving me essentially like 16 ounces of hot milk with a little espresso in it. And that's really not what I'm looking for. Right. So I've got them giving me their smallest coffee cup, which they do not offer in mocha. You know? Right. And then that I asked them to not even fill that, to, to, to fill it up to like an inch below the top of that. Wow. And then double the espresso. All right. And then give me a little milk and just a little bit of chocolate. Because they like to like could do like just a third of the right cup of you. chocolate. Yeah. And when that all happens, it turns out to where I'm, I'm okay with it. It's, it's okay. I'm, I'm getting You're pretty getting accustomed to it. In a weird it. way, I want one sometimes. Which oh, is that's bad. Yeah. This is how Brugger's gets you. Yeah. It, you're like kind of, yeah. I, the sandwich there, I got food poisoning at Brugger's. Really? We're, just, we're tearing Brugger's down is what we're doing. And I love Brugger's and, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got I got food poisoning, but there's this one sandwich that I've become quite hooked on. Yeah, and it was nasty food poisoning this this past year, and but I still like the next week I couldn't bring myself to have it, but then the next week I was like I really do want that sandwich again. Let's you talk know? about the sandwich. What sandwich is it? It's the Western. Yeah, on rosemary olive oil. Yeah, people really like that one. It's, it's their most good, popular one. I bet it is. I uh, I refuse to eat any of their sandwiches. On occasion, I'll have a turkey sandwich. I just have a bagel and yeah. cream cheese. It's safe. Yeah, that's safe. Yeah. But I, I like to say, one, that <laughs> we are Faith Over Breakfast. And two, this is our 23rd Number podcast. 23, Michael Jordan. That's right. And we were. I listened to last week's podcast, and it was really good. Yeah. It was really, really good. So much so that I was thinking... We, we need to get this podcast out to more people. Yeah. So I thought, you know, why not just make a pitch on air to the, oh. I don't know, oh. 51 <laughs> listeners that we have. Yeah. We've got no budget and no money. No. But if That's you true. thought, hey, I have some ways to promote this and could make it happen. Yeah. There might be a job for you in the future as, you know, the Faith Over <laughs> Breakfast admin slash promoter slash advertiser slash all around cool person. There might not be a job for you either. There may not, yeah. unless, you know, you bring in a lot of income and we just yeah. can't say no. But there might be. I mean, yeah. our board of directors would have to talk about it. That's right. Have, yeah, have a vote. We'd have to incorporate. Docking. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to, well, we'd have to incorporate. We'd, we'd have, have to take to, minutes. We'd have to separate from our two entities oh. that already exist that we represent. Yeah, wow. That's all very complicated. Hire an entourage. Yeah, yeah. This is getting overwhelming, but... 
<laughs> this is our 23rd podcast, and I think it's a cool accomplishment. Yeah, man. It's fun, just yeah. sitting around talking into a mic. It's good I've, stuff. I've enjoyed every minute. Yeah. Thanks for really hanging good. out with me. And, uh, yeah, today we've got, I don't know, we had all sorts of topics. I, I want to talk about your communication techniques just for a moment before we jump in. Okay. So, so I'm, I've got these topics on my mind last night. I'm, I'm at the Arizona Wildcats game with your buddy Rod. We're uh, sitting up under the Jason Terry jersey where he sits. Yeah. He's, he's dressed kind of like a cowboy Santa Claus, which mm-hmm. was very exciting. And, uh, and I'm texting you some topics, and I just keep getting a, kind, of a, kind of a sad-looking smiley face. Yeah. And Apparently, then, my phone likes to text you lots of emojis. Yeah, and you only like to send one, yes. but your phone sends it again. Apparently. Yeah, so I get this, like double emojis, and I'm going, this guy's not taking me seriously. So I didn't know what we were talking about, and apparently you were trying to affirm the things I was saying. Yeah, I just smiled at you as if that sounds good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe I should have given you a smiley face and a thumbs up. Oh, that would have been clear as day. That would have been clear. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm not a great texter either. We've, right. This is the discussion we were having right before we, you know, yeah, turned on the mic. I'm a little too direct. People think I'm mad at them. Yeah. Because so, you just say, no. Yeah. So i got to put yeah. a smiley face next to the no so that they know I'm saying it with a smiley face. Eric, am I going to see you for Christmas? No. No. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and you you're just that's all you have to say. Well, you know, if you try to word it correctly, then it produces a sense of anxiety, and then maybe yeah. it opens a couple doors that you didn't mean to open, or people you yeah. offend. And now you're going to be texting no, you know, for the next yeah, hour yeah, about it. That. Oh, hey, buddy. Um, yeah, it was really great to hear from you. Uh, potentially, we could get together, but as I'm looking at my calendar, I see a lot of uh, things coming up. My family's actually in town. And, I mean, that's that just gets overwhelming. Yeah, and then it's a paragraph that you have to write with your thumbs. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, Thumb paragraphs. I'm 45. I'm, I'm, I've had some minor tendonitis in my right hand from texting. Or something. <laughs> I, I assumed <laughs> texting. Right. <laughs> Because you don't, don't use a mouse on this. Uh, no, yeah, so. but the type, the yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's uh, the typing motion. And anyway. So, yes, but Christmas is coming up. Christmas is coming up. You texted me, you want to talk about my foot and yeah. the boiling water. Yeah, what, dude, what happened? You, you've kind of described this to me, but the train's coming, so this matters. I'll, I'll make it really fast. So, yeah. my wife ran out of gas on Tuesday, and she called me, and... I said, shoot, I'm boiling pasta right now. It's going to take five minutes before I can go pick you up. Uh, She's like, don't worry about it. I'll just walk. And I was like, I don't want my wife walking at 4.30. It's cold outside. 4.30 a.m. or p.m.? P.m. Yeah. And your know, dinner's coming. It'd be weird so, to be making pasta at 4.30 yeah, a.m. that would be little, Well, who well. knows? My <laughs> wife was actually making pasta at 7 this morning for lunches. So. Go figure. <laughs> anyway, I grabbed the boiling water. Poured it into the sink and the colander way too fast. It came Ugh. flying back out of the sink. And I jumped backwards. Luckily, I had shoes on. And it landed on my ankle. Oh, no. And gave me a pretty severe second-degree burn. Oh. And it hurts right now. It's aching a little bit. Uh, but because I have a good medical team in my church, they went to work and wow. got me taken care of very fast. Yeah. Much different than going to urgent care. Yeah. A few texts, a few pictures, prescriptions got called in. Wow. It's good stuff. That that helps. Yeah. Man, that's that sounds painful. It was painful. Yeah. Yeah. And what the problem is is that now I cannot play basketball with you. So no. though you said on the past 
podcast that you felt like that I had maybe some skill. I cannot demonstrate how untrue that was anymore, at least for another seven weeks or so. Which really irritates me. I might try to come out and shoot hoops, but I don't know if I'll You should be running around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Come out, man. There's a whole basketball gym empty. Empty. So, why not? Every, Every morning. Anyway, so then, uh, yeah, we're coming up on Christmas. We just had my dad's memorial service. Yes. That was a thing. That was awesome. And um, that's kind of when, well, Eric, you got a hold of me and said you were going to have to come in flip-flops and you were feeling bad. That, you know. Well, you put out, like, the dress code. It wasn't it was a like, code. It the was the flannel it was trying... and, the, and the corduroy, which I was excited about because yeah. I love to wear corduroys yeah. and flannels. So I'm like, oh, man, again. I was trying to, I put that out there to relieve people of the feeling that they had to wear a suit. It was more like my dad would would have worn corduroy and flannel. So if you could fit in with him, you could fit you're in. gonna fit in. Yeah, yeah. Which means if you know if you're in shorts and flip flops, that's fine. It's what I was thinking. But look at that, not not clear communication. Yeah, but I showed up, and I, I must say that I was the worst dressed person at the. Uh, you were. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, let's just be <laughs> I'm honest. I'm not gonna argue with you. I mean, when I pull up, nobody in, cared. And, by the way, shout out to Sean. Uh-huh. Who every time I see him now like, harasses me about the uh, podcast. Oh, he's yeah. one of our most avid he's, listeners. He's an avid li- well, because he's he's working in the wood shop. I'll walk in and it's playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's ex- exciting. Maybe we could give him the promoting job. Uh-huh. But anyway, I see him and he's looking his hip self as usual. If he's, ever there's he a was hip like guy, the overdressed guy. I mean, yeah, he's got his Sean. tie on like, and his cool boots. If I I could come back. As somebody, if reincarnation was real, and come back as Sean. <laughs> he does woodwork, and yeah. he looks cool. I great mean, beard. And he has something I can never do. He has a great beard. Like yeah. what? But he's got the genetics. Yeah. Now yeah. he never talked to me again. Now he sees me. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say Sean Hunter has superior genetics. For all those here in Tucson who know him, and for the rest of you around the, around the globe who right. don't know him, just, he does. Yes. Days Over Breakfast just told you yeah. the truth about Sean. Oh man! And so, that may be the title of our podcast. <laughs> the truth I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh man! So we had we had my dad's memorial mm. service, which was was good. How was that for you? It was good. We um, my family we went over everything that was going to be in there the night before mm-hmm. and just cried together, which was really good. And then so we it was still it was hard, but it was I don't know it was good. I was glad glad for the people that came and we got to spend some time with some family members and I discovered that this one my family is not like good at staying in touch but there's this one younger guy who's there that turned out like grew up running around at my grandparents property as well and I have one of the old cars from out there that was my dad's first car and he has one of the old cars from out there too and he lives here in town and just like weird you know we had all these similar all these things in common and I'd actually never met him Wow, um, and so it's kind of fun to talk to him and meet yeah. some folks, and then see people I had I had known and who could tell me more about my dad. It was it was good. Yeah, so, yeah. Thanks for coming, Eric. No, I was really happy to be there. I was glad I made it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, and how how is your daughter dealing with that? Like, I, I was watching yeah. her a lot. I mean, the two things. I mean, there are a couple things that hit me about the, the memorial service. One. 
moments and pictures how much your dad looks like a smaller version of my dad. That was a little <laughs> freaky. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. The other one was you without a beard and as a kid. Because, yeah. I mean, you never I've seen never, that. like, we haven't been friends for long, so yeah. experiencing that was kind of weird. <laughs> it's just like, oh. Hey, who is this guy? Yeah, so that was, that was cool. And then watching your daughter, which was obviously emotionally heavy on her in a different way than it was on every on on the rest of the family as I watched. Yeah, so. it was. Yeah, she was um I kind of feel like she hasn't maybe I mean just watch like she's obviously she's felt some things and when she first learned that he was going to die that was hard. I mean, I fell apart when I told her that. And so she did too. But um but it was sweet in the those last couple days when we watched that slideshow for the first time I'm like I'm gonna get choked up right now um, but yeah she she really was impacted by the pictures of her and Papa it was hard it was sweet though cause you know they were close yeah that I picked up in a big way yeah yeah it was really sweet I think it's really powerful, like, to have watched my kids' relationship with my parents because yeah. they don't have the same filters. Yeah, and so there's such a richness and like a, a I don't know, almost holiness to the relationship with their grandkids, yeah. especially when they're young. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah, I can uh, I can attest to that too, and it's um. It was sweet to remember those things, and we'll do it more. But it was, it was good to see her feeling that, yeah. you know. But but it was sad, really sad. She gave me a whole talk the night before, and I, you know I don't know where it came from. I, I kind of feel like somebody tried to console her. Um, she was telling me that he's not really gone. You know, we were walking around the neighborhood a little bit. And she said, he's, you know, he's not really gone. We're going to see him again. It's not a big deal. And I kind of slowed down with her and I said, you know, I said, yeah, I know what you mean. And I know what people mean when they say that. Um, and, and it's true. There's a, there's a lot of hope. And we do believe that life goes on and is eternal. Papa is safe and free from pain and that we will be with him and with Jesus. I said, but he's not here. And that's, and it's okay to be sad about it. Because um, we're going to miss him for the rest of our lives. And uh, so we kind of had, and I felt like she was really, it almost felt like that was a, like a relief to her that maybe she was allowed to feel sad about it, you know? Yeah. Instead of just like needing, feeling like she needed to be like, oh, it's fine, it's not a big deal, you know? And so we had that that little conversation walking around, which was sweet because like taking walks with dad was one of my things, you know? So we got to do that together. It was good. Ah, man. Yeah. Our 
buddy Ray, who's living with us, he uh, <clears throat> he lost his mom early. So it's like a lot of my friends haven't lost parents, you know, but he has. Right. And it's been good to have him there. He gets he gets it. You know, so that's like it's been good to talk to him. But yeah, it's been a hard time, man. It's been sad. radio silence that's appropriate here yeah well this is faith over breakfast and it's just two conversations a conversation between two pastors so that's what you there get. may be some dead space when it's when it's uh, appropriate yeah of course it gets louder and louder in here <laughs> the quieter we are the louder the room is getting <laughs> i know what's up with that i don't know it sounds like there's a big old party like exo was dead Yes, week. it was. And then, yeah, now it's like everybody's chatting. They're on Christmas break. Yeah. So what do you do for Christmas? Oh, my goodness. What do I do for Christmas? Well... What does your family do? What What's Christmas I, like for the Seabit? Well, Christmas is... Uh, I mean, when it comes to celebrating, there's a couple of cool things. It started last night. Yeah. Um, so about six years ago, uh, Samantha Bloom, who goes to our church lost her husband and she had yeah. four little kids yeah. under the age of at that time I guess they were all under the age of five which is uh, an overwhelming thing Yeah. so I kind of stepped in and started meeting with her boys taking them out trying to you know kind of head up whatever we were doing to take care of you know really the first widow in our church Yeah. and yeah. Um, so six, fast forward six years later we have a Christmas celebration at our house with them every single, you know, the Monday before Christmas. So that happened last night. And it's It was really interesting because two weeks ago, Rod in his sermon kind of posed, like, the idea um, when Mary goes and pours all of the perfume over Jesus and Judas gets upset, he kind of juxtaposed those two things that Mary gives everything to Jesus and basically Judas sells Jesus at slaves' wages. Yeah. So he has Jesus as a slave. Mary sees him as the one who she gives a gift to. Yeah. And uh, so he had kind of posed the question, is Jesus your slave or is Jesus, what would you would give Jesus on his birthday instead of getting something on yeah. his birthday? Wow. So I posed that question at the dinner table and it was kind of fun because we had two empty chairs so we pulled the chairs out and we said, okay, Jesus is sitting here. And then when the littlest boy, Zeke, said, and can you pull the other chair out so Sean can be here too? <laughs> wow. Wow. So, huh. Yeah. Hmm. This was his son. His, his, yeah, his son said that. So wow. his dad wanted his dad to be there too while we told kind of Jesus what we would give him wow. for, and it was fun I mean some people talked about how they give him a picture of themselves some others were more you know spiritual obedience and submission and some people wanted to give him sandals and a jacket and it was you know it had kind of a serious and a funny kind of yeah a way to it but it was just really powerful wow yeah um, to just taste the loss and uh realize that there's nothing that you can do and that how Christmas is really more disruptive than it is like like 
you're just reminded that no, whatever gift you give, even if it's the perfect one and everything that they wanted, it's nothing. Yeah. It doesn't fix anything, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't fix a thing. Hmm. And, uh, so that was, that's how my Christmas started. <laughs> and then we do, Friday we'll do our house Christmas, which is, we live in a community house. Yeah. So we, we do fried chicken and oh. open presents. That's, how many years have you done fried chicken? Uh, for about eight years because we usually did a turkey and one year the turkey got put in the oven and didn't get turned on. So we were rushing around and we fried chicken together as a house and it just became a tradition. It became a thing. Yeah. I love that. So that was cool. And then the weekend is dedicated to either my family personally or Christmas Eve, which is we get up in the morning, we go over to Sue's parents, or it'll be Sue's brother this year. We spend most of the day there then we'll rush over to our candlelight service yeah and then after that we'll go to my parents and we'll spend Christmas Eve there then we'll come back in the morning and spend most of the day at my parents house yeah so it's, it's kind of a by the, by the end by Monday night you're like wow I'm just glad that the gift giving thing is over and the family thing is over and it's just a lot yeah but yeah, last night was really good. That's amazing. Yeah. What a moment. Like, that's one of those ones that just comes out of... Like, I would assume you're just all... Yeah. Like, you're not ready for that. And, no, but it's, not. like, beautiful. Yeah. Sad all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. A whole bunch of things happen. <laughs> wow, it's you and I... Uh, that's a the crying podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's good. I guess that's podcast twenty three. Is where <laughs> you get the real, the real Andy and Eric who can't even keep talking anymore. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's Christmas like for you? Well, it's. Um, I mean, speaking of not being able to fix things, ours is ours is different every year because uh, you know my my daughter isn't always with us at the same times, and right. it's always it's always a little different, and so we're we always have to try to work out like what we can coordinate with the family. So this year, um, she's doing vacation time with her mom, which is which is good. Um, we often use some of our vacation time at the end of the year, and this year her mom's using it. But but it's just this thing where it's like, oh, she's not with us for Christmas or the whole week after. And, oh, wow. Um, you know, it's just, just one of those, like, you know, just when you go, like, it's not supposed to be like that, you know? Like, you're not... It's just... It shouldn't be. Um... And so we'll do we'll do Christmas Eve we'll do something on Christmas Eve but that just every year for us just in our family in our story Christmas like it's hard to do traditions because it's always a little different um, and so there have been years where like Abby and I have stumbled on a fun thing I think last year it happened because I was delivering her out to her mom's house and we were running early and we were hungry um, or oh maybe that was I don't know what the situation it was Christmas morning. Or, or my wife was working. Maybe that's what it was. But whatever the case was, it was Christmas morning, and we couldn't really... There really wasn't anything to do um, for a little period of time. And we were kind of like, well, um, we're hungry. It's Christmas. Shouldn't we do something special? So we went driving around, and there was Denny's, but just neither one of us was really feeling Denny's. And then we drove by a Waffle House, and she loves waffles. And she goes, oh! It's open, you know, and we went in, and there was uh, just the the people were just 
in the mode of like the, all the waitresses were dressed up and Christmas music was on and there were all these like kind of straggling travelers and whatnot there and we had a really fun time so I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion there will be more Waffle House Christmas mornings in our future mm-hmm. um, but then uh, but yeah we I mean we do we love to set up the set up a tree and we love give our gift giving is very minimal but it's but it's been sweet um, and then um, that nativity story movie I am not a I'm not a Christian movie guy that could be a podcast right there just we could so rant, you didn't rant. watch Fireproof no I did not watch Fireproof <laughs> nor Facing the Giants nor <laughs> any of those did you watch Shaq uh, no, I did not watch The Shack. I've read the book, The Shack, but I did not watch the movie The Shack. Um, so we could, yeah, we should. That should be a podcast someday. That's but, a dangerous podcast. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, let's do it, man. That's, those da- are the ones we're, we need to do. I think more dangerous than worship <laughs> music. I think. Oh, let's go for it. Um, but uh, but the Nativity Story is actually like I feel like it, it does an okay job of kind of you know presenting some some of like what happened and that things weren't just simple and that, that there was political struggle and so we've watched it at some point around Christmas lately um, with Abby and just kind of curl up on the couch and um, keep it simple and then the other the other thing that's become a tradition for us by surprise but that I really like is we do a we're calling the free elephant gift party with a group of friends and it kind of started with the group of friends we started the church with and that is where the rules are the week of Christmas, you have to find something for free. It could be a dumpster. It could be you go to an event and they're giving free water bottles. Um, it could be something you make out of stuff you find for free. It could be on the side of the road. Um, nice. You could re-gift something you got this year. Not it's supposed to be last year. People break the rules, but, but there's these parameters are supposed to be kept. And so, yeah, you're not supposed to pay anything. And then um, we've, most of the time we've done thin pancakes, which are one of my favorite. I've got a recipe I really like. Okay. And then um, we've, like, done mimosas with oranges from the tree, which this year they're not looking so good. So I don't know if that's going to happen. But um, but that has become a thing where, uh, like, this year I wasn't sure if we were going to do it. And some friends were like, are we doing that this year? And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, it's... I think this is going to be a thing. This is going to be like the fourth one. Cool. When's and that that's happening? been really fun. Uh, that is on... Ah, when is that? 22nd? So it hasn't happened yet. No. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's been really fun. And Abby will get to be with us for that. That's and, cool. Uh, I'm excited about... I found a free thing on Ooh, Craigslist uh, that I think she's going to want. I'm excited, I, and she might not get it, but I think she'll. So I think she'll go she'll for, fight it. for it. And this <laughs> year, it's something I really want to get. I probably shouldn't even mention it on here. Somebody is going to come. I don't know. My wife and I are are in a major marital disagreement as to whether or not I should acquire this free thing. And okay. Because there's a risk that we um, end up with it. Yeah. You know? uh, so anyway, another it, goat. <laughs> <laughs> there probably is a free goat out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure goats can yeah. go for free. So that's one of our traditions, and then of course, like just spending time with our with our friends at church. I mean, this yeah. year our Sunday service is Christmas Eve. Yeah, um, but you that's doing anything special. Yeah, you know, not not over the top. Okay, like it's actually a more a simpler 
like we we don't do the meal together because you might be going home but I've still just really come to enjoy that time yeah. with folks at church and in fact Epicenter the church we merged with um, our first service together before there were any merger conversations was a Christmas Eve so it's kind of cool that is awesome yeah our, our Christmas Eve service is the most popular service in yeah our, and they people talk about it like that's the thing they don't want to miss and like we sing eight nine Christmas carols yeah the last four people hold candles while singing yeah. them somewhere pretty, in there I'll lay down maybe a a bit of a dramatic kind of reading of Luke uh huh and yeah. that's it yeah maybe there's some desserts afterwards and people yeah. head home to do their thing that sounds about right and people love it yeah yeah, I think that's we're talking just kind of having coffee and hot cocoa and some yeah. some snacks maybe and yeah, just simple. Yeah, pretty cool. That's sweet. So yeah, I love all those things, but I do I wish I wish and I long for you know, like a, some some more traditions for our family that we just can't have. Yeah. That's and then I you know, you wonder about I mean, I've known kids where there were multiple moms and dads that you know, one like one boy has one dad, another boy has another, and there's like, and you're moving around on Christmas, and you know, I just think about those folks and it's such a different experience. Yeah, Christmas Hard. is not often easy. Yeah, there are a lot of right things come up, right? Yes, like, things yeah. you've been avoiding all year. Yeah, we were talking about the we our Christmas series has been humble Christmas, kind of talking about Philippians two and. Christ humbled himself, we're supposed to be humble. Um, and yeah, we were working through that. And one of the things I was thinking about is how, you know, Christmas, uh, you know, a lot of people have been saying to me, like, oh, it's going to be hard without your dad. And interestingly, it, I think that's true. And, um, and I know that's true for many people, but my, my, my mom and dad and I didn't, it wasn't like there was a, an elaborate Christmas tradition. And so it won't be like the empty chair, I don't think. Yeah in this situation like there for me it's like the empty walk around the neighborhood like that's those were the most special times for me but um so that that one you know isn't landing as the hardest thing but for me it's often the expectations that come up around Christmas about like what you're hoping somebody else would do for you or think about like that they would consider you and and have you in their heart deeply and so often like that it it's there it's closed sometimes you know you get that gift and they just thought of you so much or you get that time or but so often you don't it's yeah. not quite there and, and I don't know about you but that's throughout the years like that's been a big like a big struggle and then realizing I do that to people you know like people sure. are looking at at me and hoping for something for me especially around these holidays and when families get together and, and so often I, I disappoint and I'm tired and I fall asleep and Christmas game night and yeah. whatever you know <laughs> that sounds a little bit like you're becoming the old man that's just the old man yeah <laughs> that's but, funny yeah what it like um, I mean I think that's that's definitely a thing it's just like deep disappointments and it's not I mean deaths and people who aren't there that's sure. huge That that is huge I know yeah. and and probably more so for folks that have like the rich family traditions. Yeah. But, but yeah, just so many disappointments. Which ones do you see as as a pastor? 
uh, disappointments in Christmas. I just think general, I just see loneliness. I mean, loneliness. Yeah. It's it's a reminder that you're alone, especially yeah. when you're on the outside of family things. Yeah. Um, inside family, it's a reminder that you're alone because of maybe the hardships between your siblings and you, or ways. It just kind of exacerbates the way you've related all your life. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there aren't really rich times. Yeah, but, but it's it, not what you would what you wish it was. Right. Yeah. You're not connected to yourself if you don't feel some of those things yeah. during Christmas. I mean, because I think about Christmas, you're, it's like every little scene in the story is a disruptive scene. Yeah. You know, I mean, Mary and Joseph are disrupted yeah. to get where they're going. The, the shepherds are disrupted to, to be told about Jesus. You know, the universe is disrupted. Uh, so... Herod is this. I mean, you can go on and yeah. on. So it's like this was not a this was not a comfortable. Um, wow, what a what a wonderful thing broken. It probably didn't feel that way at all. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty certain that that like the whole consumerism, Christmas tree, good food, yeah, happy songs are, were not part of any part no. of the. Uh, of course not. <laughs> That, yeah. that beginning of the story, um, no. but anyway, I mean, why do you think? Why do you think we're so dead set on that being what Christmas should be like? Then, well, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things about Christmas. Like, for instance, the pagan holiday that it all comes from was a violent and debaucherous and yeah. horrific holiday that the church, in all its brilliance, transformed. Right. Um, and and that's an inch. Some people would say like, "Oh, that's terrible. It's a pagan thing." But it's like, is is not the Church of Jesus Christ called to transform things? Yes. Like, and um, you know, so it's like if there's a there's a there's a bar where women are taken advantage of, and it's terrible, and the church comes in and reforms it, and makes it a beautiful restaurant where wine gladdens the heart, and no one is taken advantage of it all. Like that's. That's beautiful. That's yeah, that's good. a very beautiful thing. Right. Yeah, yeah you know, and I think, you know, one of the most powerful things is an older man once told me, uh, we were just talking about times you might want to live in the past, and he said, well, anything, you know, post-Jesus yeah. is better than anything pre-Jesus. And, and it's kind of foolish for us to think that we talk about the Dark Ages and the corruption of the church, and, oh. Well, but a lot of what we live with, our understanding of justice that we oh, talked yeah. about last week, yeah. our understanding, all these things come at the core from the cross and from the, the resurrection. And history takes time to reform. Yeah. But, like, God's image on man, why you value life at all is because of Jesus. Yeah. Not because of Buddha, not because of any other faith. Yeah. It's because of Jesus. It can all be traced back there. And you can't really argue with that. You may not like Jesus. You may not think he was God. Yeah. But, and so I think that's, you know, I mean, you asked the question about why do I think we are so insistent on it. I think there's some light. Like, it's fun mm-hmm. to go and buy a gift for someone. And it's that, fun. That idea of, of giving and, you know, yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. image of what human relationship is to be like. Yeah. I do think some of it is that we're caught up, not in Christmas, but in the consumerist world that we live in that Christmas just feeds it really well. And yeah. 
something I was working through and um, when preparing the sermon for last week was this idea that like um, the gift get, you know everything's spoiled there's there are good things that are spoiled yeah and so the any anything in the book of Philippians that we're studying there are these pretentious people who are taking advantage of the fact that Paul is in prison and so I was saying you know the the arrogant people who aren't humble in this in this book are missionaries <laughs> you know they're and so missionary service would be really could be really good should be really good but here not at all and the same kind of thing can happen at Christmas you know that the gift giving that where you would lay down your your self your money your time to think of others can so easily become spoiled and can become about I have to I have to give them a gift because they gave me one or I have to be seen as as good and valuable and like I have a good plan and you know I and I have to do it for all these reasons and that just just makes it all kind of sad and that and then um, and I'm sure that factors in, you know, there's layers to consumerism right. I'm sure that factors into it but right. it but the when gift giving becomes about in a strange way about me and I've got to I've got to have a good plan for the gifts I've got to make sure everybody knows what everybody wants um, I've got to do because everybody has to see me and know I'm on top of things it, right yeah it just kind of just didn't feel right. right. Gift giving was meant to be free and because of love and right. genuine care. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I mean I think there's a power in getting a gift when you don't get a gift for someone else. Oh, I I think it's almost oh it's beautiful. It, it's so hard. It is, and it connects you to yeah. the gift of Jesus. Yep, because because it's. Because you didn't get that gift from Jesus because you gave him one and because you were so great and so worthy. Yeah. Or because you were thinking of him. Right. He was thinking of you when you were not thinking of him. And he <laughs> gives... Right. And so it, it is it is hard, but, man, just... Right. That's... But it's beautiful, and it does something in the heart that doesn't happen when it's a gift exchange. I hate the, I hate the word gift exchange. Yeah. That well, is then, not a gift. That is a transaction. That, that is a transaction. <laughs> it's, a, it's an exchange. It, I brought you a gift. You brought me a gift. That's garbage. Right. I agree. I think maybe we should just give each other vouchers and go buy what you want. Right. I, I, I complete. I, I wish we would all just have parties where we would just give each other permission to go buy something. And then just go buy it. And, and then tell be, everybody what you bought. Yeah. And hey, <laughs> look, I got what I wanted. Because that really is what it is. Except, you know, then when you do the gift exchange, you tell people what you want. Right. You hope they get it for you. And then right. if they mess it up, you're just secretly kind of miffed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gift exchange. Yeah. It's it's hard. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the fun thing about White Elephant is it, and it's kind of like getting away from gift because you don't you're not getting it for anyone specific right. you're going to actually fight over it right <laughs> which I don't know if that's all connected to Christmas either but. no it's not at all well that's and that's what I'm saying because it's so disconnected from all that that it's just like a fun game yeah. it's like it's like when you're playing Trivial Pursuit and it's like this is trivial and I'm no <laughs> like I am trying to win and that's and that's what this is it's a game to go back to a humorous thing, because this hit me, and I want to put this, tell you about this. Have you played Bean Boozled? No. Do you know what Bean Boozled is? 
I feel like somebody's told me about it. Maybe it was you. It, no, I've never told you about okay. it. Okay. Because I just played it. This is becoming a tradition on our Monday night. Uh-huh. But it is jelly beans. Okay. And they give you jelly beans and a spinner. Okay. And the jelly beans... <laughs> All they they are two flavors and they look the same. So oh. you can either have like coconut or spilled milk or yeah, spoiled some of them are milk. Disgusting. Yes. I have heard of this. Lime oh. or grass clippings. Oh. Rotten eggs or you know. Yeah. So that was the game we played. There was Man. a lot of puking. Really? I got rotten like eggs. Like actual puking? Like spitting yeah, it was oh. Oh. rotten eggs Dude. taste exactly like rotten eggs. Yeah. That's horrible. And so it was a nasty game, but boy, was it funny. Ugh. It was hilarious. I see myself not liking that. I was the kid, so, you know, if you grew up in, if you didn't grow up in church, you know, lucky you. If you did grow up in church, in a youth group, oh, you, there, were, there were these horrible, in my mind, horrible games. Can we which, ban all of those games? I, yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, you know, like, I mean, I don't know, Chubby Bunnies. or the or where you illegal to, now. You can't do that. Good. Thank you. Or the where you like drink something out of your own sock. That whole have you? Oh, I haven't oh. done that one. I've done the baby food one. Yeah, they, like, and this is where like I mean this nearly like made me leave the faith. I mean I was <laughs> seriously like I hated that stuff. And then you go and it's like you know, and I'm like visiting my friend's youth group, and now we're all jamming marshmallows in our mouths, and we're about to throw up. And I'm like, this is the last thing I want to do. I'm a self-conscious teenager. Like, the last thing I want to do in front of this girl over here is barf my face off. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not bitter at all. Uh, we may have to do some counseling there. <laughs> Seriously. Come talk. Well, yeah, PTSD. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to tell me Jesus loves me? Every time think, you see a marshmallow. I think Jesus hates me and wants me to never enjoy my hot chocolate again. <laughs> I hated that stuff. Oh, man, I did too. I tried to avoid youth group. Yeah. Like a plague. Yeah, there were there were eras of my life where I hated youth group, and then periods of time where, usually for me, as there was some friend or girl that got me there. But outside of it, wasn't youth group, like wasn't youth group. Yeah, well, I mean, when I think back to youth group, I know we're kind of taking a whole different track, but I uh, I remember the older guy or the older woman in some little group that spent a little time yeah, with me or uh-huh. after outside of you know outside of those groups yeah. took me out for coffee yeah. or hung out at my house with my parents and just paid yes. attention to me like and that's what that was really what left an impression yeah not any of those games yeah not any of the bible studies honestly yeah the no. teaching I don't, no, I don't I don't remember, remember jack squat yeah yeah the things i remember yeah, that kind of, like, somebody, I mean, there was, I went to, like, a mega church. I went to the youth group a few times, and this, uh, I was probably in middle school, and, like, one of the probably college girls came and just sat with me and was just like, hey, what's your name? Like, how are you? And I just remember feeling really, like, special. Like, she noticed me and cared how I was doing. Like, and weird, like, I remember what she looked like. Like, I remember her. And it was just a good, where I just felt important but I don't remember anything else at all except for that and then when I went to a smaller youth group I remember I remember a lot more but I remember little things yeah being taken out I remember one time there was um my youth leader said 
you know, I need your help because when you're paying attention, other people pay attention. You're a leader, whether you know it or not. Wow, that's a very strategic uh, yeah. youth leader you have. <laughs> yeah, and I never, but then like, I never forgot that I'm a leader, no matter whether I think so or not. Like yeah. that stuck in my mind, right? And and then um, and I remember that I got to name the youth group. Like there was a meeting and like. And I just remember being feeling very important, like included. What did you name the youth group? Oh, do you know the answer to this? No. Yeah, get this. Epicenter. (laughs) (laughs) And which for if you didn't catch us earlier, the church that we just merged merged with was named Epicenter. Oh my gosh. So you guys are like uh, you're like a prophet. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. It was really when I heard of Epicenter the church before, I just laughed because I was like, Oh my gosh, I that was the name. I thought that was the best name. I would have named the church that. Like, yeah. And it was like for the same reasons too. Like there's going to be this movement that happens here and it's going to spread outward, you know. You got to be careful with the military terminology you could attach to that. Yeah. It could be really bad. Yes, yeah. it can be. <laughs> Destructive. Yeah. But it sounds like you had that young passion. Yeah. To make, oh, yeah. To change the world. Oh, I totally had it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going home. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, and then what happened? Well, I don't know. <laughs> then it got down to one person, and I was thinking about a new slogan, maybe you know. Yeah. One ant at a time. One ant. Yeah, not not church. just healing the city one person, person at, at a time. time. Just one ant out of the church at a time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. One yeah, one word at a time. I'll just work on one, <laughs> one thing, yeah. one thought. One thought. That's <laughs> all I. That's all we might get. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's, uh, man, working with people is hard, especially when you realize how hard it would be to work with you, right? Like, well, speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, no, totally. Just like, yeah, if, if the goal is to see all these like amazingly transformed people, that could be really, really depressing, right? Because it's. Because it's such a... I mean, there are amazing things that happen. But we're all so stuck. Well, I think when I was young, I believed that transformation meant that, like, you hit a point, cool things are happening, and nothing bad ever happens after you. And you don't ever go back. Yeah. yeah. And you change, and everything changes. Where it's like, no, it's actually... That you can rebound faster, uh-huh. that the yeah. dive isn't as deep. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no. <laughs> yeah, I've come to define the win like with my wife and I in marriage. Not so much as like we don't have a problem, but our problem doesn't like impact us for as long as it used to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it used to be five days. Now it's five hours. Right. That's and like going like wow, that's. That's really good, you know. Yeah. Or you're, you know, you're in the same ocean mm-hmm. that's tossing and turning, but at least now you know you have life jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not just afraid <laughs> constant right. of that you're going to sink right now. Yeah. 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 No, there's that definite, and those are all really good things because that's how Jesus intervenes, yeah. and he does intervene in miraculous ways. But usually, miraculous ways are just to get you back on the boat. Or to inflate the life jacket you couldn't figure out how to inflate. Exactly, in the last second. It doesn't pull you out of all the problems and just set you on a a romantic uh, 
tropical island. Well, I think the thing is, like... We're pushing this metaphor. We are. The thing I was thinking about, like, your walk with your dad. Yeah. And the, it's, not a, it's not a walk by yourself. It's yeah. a walk with Jesus. Yeah. But at the same time, that still means it's a walk without your dad. With your, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. but so he just is more prominent in the walk now. Yeah. But... It's still no dad. Like so, like there's still sadness. Yeah, it, Jesus doesn't just say, "Oh, I'm here now. You don't need to be sad." Yeah, isn't it better your dad's not here? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. No, it's not better. It, no. Yeah, and and he. I don't think there's any point in which I don't see in, in scripture where that kind of platitude exists. Where right. It's just like it's better. But we're just so prone to like want not to be sad, not want yeah. to be in pain, and I mean. I'm not talking about everybody else outside of this podcast. Like you and me <laughs> yeah. are oh, so yeah. prone to that. Like I find it in myself. Yep. You know, and you, I hear everything that I teach, everything <laughs> I read in scripture, and it sits there, and I'm like, I, I can't believe this. Like this can't. This. <laughs> yeah. This is not. You know. My last topic. We're. Are we pushing we're, it? We're pushing it, but my one of my other topics I threw out there was was doubt. Yeah. And how we could probably return to this and give this a lot more space, but just in that, like, I think it's healthy for people to to understand that, like, as pastors, like what you're saying, like, you get up and you say these things, and they might be true, but your sense of their being true as a pastor may not always be like just like perfectly clear and 100% all the time. Like, sometimes things are true whether I feel like it is or not. Um, but that's 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 complicated so do you you know yeah do you do you have doubts there well I always to speak of what we teach yeah I always teach that faith without doubt is not faith yeah um, because it wouldn't there, need to be faith yeah because I'd always define faith as my relationship with God the intimacy there um, and because you know you talk about gifts of faith and stronger faith and weaker faith and really faith is developed by my pursuit of God and I think of that in the context of a relationship with my wife I yeah. love her I'm madly in love with her I have been for God knows how long 20 some odd years and yet almost every day I doubt our relationship and its genuineness right and if she loves me or not yeah like there's always a tinge of what the heck am I doing which is what makes it real yeah yeah it's not blind. Yeah. And it's not just obvious and clear and there's, and there, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, requires no thought because it's just so good. It's miraculous. And I feel the same way about, I mean, more with my relationship with Jesus. Like, there are some, think you have these divine moments. There are moments I cannot, there are no way around it. Yeah. Either I'm crazy or God is here, present, and, and amazing. Yeah. And I experience those, and I taste them deeply, and then I think, is this real? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't feel good inside. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And really, my goal is to feel like that hole in my heart feels good. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, I have a doubt all the time. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt that I that God exists. Right in some belief system out there. Like, I think I have a legitimate belief system. Yeah. But I don't... But a relationship with God, a personal God, a Jesus who was born fully man and fully God, lived out a life I couldn't live, died for my sins. Yeah, that's, that's more... I'm like, okay, I'm, this, is, this concept is way too radical for me to... 
and I can I can rattle off all the doctrinal things I believe and sure you know um, I I'm fairly articulate I suppose so I can do that but that you know when you really when you really the, the real test right is always so do I when I'm living do I put all my stock in this you know and so that's always always coming up for me like I I've shared with some folks just this example of I mean you know not too long ago I I'm driving down Broadway Boulevard in Tucson I'm thinking about all the things I have to do things that need done overwhelmed and just have this this realization in this moment that like I don't there's not one ounce of my being that thinks that God is involved right now like just none I'm I have to figure it out I have to get it done um you know and it just dawned on me and and uh and then you know I prayed and just kind of like the prayer was more like God I don't think you're involved <laughs> it wasn't this great prayer of like oh mighty lord you know take my burden now but it was just you know it's just honest like it feel like it's like if I don't get this done nobody will and you're not helping and um and that was actually very helpful just to even like voice and confess that to God but then I thought you know that the 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 worst thing is that that was the day I recognized it <laughs> like that was the day of faith that was the day where I actually you know yeah. spoke to God about that yeah. instead of just pushing on in the same mode and not even realizing I functionally didn't see God as involved at all you know so so often yeah I could talk to you about all these these doctrines but as far as like do I believe them I mean sometimes for little little bits and moments and spurts and yeah you know and I need a lot of help yeah I need friends to ask yeah I need a church yeah well, that's the, you know, I think the question often comes to me when I'm trying to find meaning in my life. When yeah. I'm trying to find, yeah. like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Is there a point to all this? Yeah. Often when doubt creeps in, when I have a long list of things to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Feeling yeah. powerless. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably wrap this podcast. I think up, we better. Yeah, yeah we're. Uh, you and I could actually talk for hours. Yeah, nobody's gonna cool. listen. Our listenership <laughs> will go down from you know fifty-one to two. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Sean won't even listen. So we. Uh, <laughs> sorry, folks. Sorry, Sean. Sean, it's a good thing you've got such great genes, genetics, because uh, maybe you can listen to this. Yeah, your superiority. <laughs> um, anyway, signing off. I'm Andy. I'm Eric. Eric. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>